0: Howdy. Welcome to Undersampled Radio, the show where we talk science, tech,
1: oil, business, politics, and more. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Graham. Together, we're the hosts of this circus. To follow the conversation, make suggestions, or rant and rave, please visit the forum Software Underground at swung.rocks.
0: could possibly go wrong, indeed? All right, so uh, hey, Graham, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad, so we're at uh, Sci-Fi, and we're doing another crossover episode with Skype and Hangouts and Audacity and people everywhere. What could go wrong? Woo-hoo! <laughs> Welcome to the show, the com- the second, I believe, combined, uh, under-sampled radio, don't panic Geocast do podcast. Sure. Yeah, so we've got uh, Matt from uh, undersampled and Graham here, and we've also got a listener to the geocast, Andrew, joining us today. Yeah, I'm uh, I, this is my third year attending
2: SciPy after hearing about it on Don't geocast a few years ago, uh, and I'm having a great time. Sweet. Have you what What's your favorite talk that you've seen so far? Um, I really like to talk about uh, machine learning, but uh, given by someone who hadn't done machine learning before uh, which was great because I've never done machine learning before so it yeah. helped uh, illuminate the process of figuring out the different
0: steps and learning on the boat as, as she went along. That's cool. Was it a tutorial style or was it? It was a talk. Okay cool. Talking. So did she kind of take you through one project that she had done? Yes she was extracting dates
2: from news articles where the formats wouldn't necessarily be consistent uh, like over over
0: different uh, websites and languages cool. and daytime formats Cool, and so on. That's awesome. So are you going to um, start doing a machine learning project?
2: Um, uh, there isn't really much need for it at the moment with my work, but it helped me in case I do need to do that at some point. Awesome. What do you do for work? Uh, I work uh, at a government agency in DC working with uh, a lot of economic data. But I'm also just generally the technological glue, uh, kind of doing whatever. uh, But I mean, uh, programming stuff they need or technological stuff, short of like setting up, like new hardware. Um, Mm -hmm. So all sorts of things from analysis to monitoring, keeping things running smoothly. Cool. Are you doing uh, engineering work as well, uh, or I am not. So I I am am not a scientist. I'm maybe maybe I could be defined as a data scientist, but uh, h- hard for me to put myself in a bin given the wide array of things I'm responsible for. Okay, okay, so mm-hmm.
1: so now I want to know how you were listening to Don't Panic Geocast three years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so I just I I had a podcast problem, and I just listened to a ton. And any time I heard about a new podcast, I'd listen to that one. So I think it was. Uh, the orbital mechanics. Maybe did a crossover.
0: Did we did a crossover? Yeah, did a crossover thing. And then I
2: found Don't Panic, and it just started from episode one and enjoyed it a lot. That's a lot of episodes.
0: It's a lot of episodes, indeed. <laughs> what episode do you want? I think we're pushing 150 this week or next week. Yeah. Wow, this is 81. Nice.
1: Yeah. So, um, and did you say had or have a podcast problem? I missed the tense of that. Oh,
2: I, I had one. I've gotten a bit better lately. I've got That's what 24. I thought you said. Yeah, like 30 <laughs> podcasts, 40 podcasts, two times speed was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> uh,
0: so I've culled that list quite significantly, but don't panic, stays on the list. Two times speed is, is a lifesaver. I did a um, Google data engineer certification recently. And there were weeks, literally weeks worth of videos you had to watch to go through. And you just physically had to go through all the videos. Um, so 2x speed, roll it. That was nice. It's it's really nice. There's so much content out there. Now that, you know, like even YouTube videos, if you're doing the, uh, the new HTML player, you can speed them up. It's, nice. it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't I can't do two times. I sort of seem to max out at like 1.5, maybe 1.75, depending on who it is. <laughs> I have to ramp up, so I
0: I start at one and then I go up a quarter, you know, and like when I'm really focused on the material, I'm at two and I'm just jamming, and then then as I get towards the end, I kind of ramp it back, you
1: know? Yeah. The problem is if if
0: someone interrupts you at 2x,
1: you know, like, hey, did
0: you see that email? You
1: know, oh no, where am I? (laughs) I've just missed an hour of material. So do you find yourself now starting to talk really quickly to people because you just assume they want to listen to everything you say at two times speed? I I so, like, come yeah. on, guys, let's move this along. Like, I got to do it. I got 40 I, podcasts. I, I,
2: I, I was actually a little concerned when I first introduced myself to John that uh, I wouldn't know how to talk to him because I, be, I, I would expect him to be talking <laughs> twice as <today. laughs> fast. <laughs> it turns out it was fine.
1: Right. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I think they should also let you keep the pitch. Like, don't like have the pitch shift or not the pitch shift because I think it yeah. could be quite amusing to listen to it at uh, just 2x so we've threatened before to
0: uh, when I edit our show I often do it pretty close to 2x mm-hmm. which okay makes it hard to catch some of the breaks uh, try to get out some of the dead time but I've threatened you know like an April Fool's release where we just released the show at 2X. <laughs> so the people <laughs> playing
1: in
3: 2x have no idea what's. oh on. man <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's so, uh, a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all thinking about sci-fi,
0: except for for Matt, who's on a screen down at the end of the table. Yeah. And,
1: uh, I feel like I'm sort of, uh, yeah. you know, there by proxy now. At least thanks for that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so Graham, I'm really curious what uh, you've heard of
0: sci-fi. What's got you excited this year so far? Um, lightning talks. Yes. Lightning talks have been so awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, this is day two of talks, and it is uh, day one of talks for me was a bit light. I was not super impressed with the talks that I saw, but the lightning talks were amazing.
1: Uh, it was an hour of lightning talks, so like ten or twelve yeah. or so. Yep.
0: Yeah. So my favorite one was vax Have you guys used this? No. I have. I, did, Matt, have you used it? What What is it? vax V A E X. No. It is out-of-core pandas. Oh, okay. So this lightning talk, so in case you don't know, like I didn't, lightning talks are five minutes at SciPy. And so this guy gets up there and just starts writing a bunch of stuff in a notebook. uh, And he's like showing, uh, you know, like LS outputs. And he has like a, I don't remember what it was, 64 gigabyte data, raw piece of data. And he just he just starts doing regular pandas like import you know like read CSV boom, boom and he's just like doing manipulations data aggregation even visualization on this uh, sixty four gigabyte file which was pretty sweet it's all pandas like syntax.
1: Yeah, so. I lo- I love how some of the lightning talks are um they're 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 basically the sort of thing that most people would devote maybe even two full talks to. You know, like it's like a major product announcement or or not product, but, you know, new tool announcement or some kind of big thing. And people are just like, no, I can do that in four minutes and 50 seconds. It's highly efficient. I love it.
0: Well, and we had one yesterday where the person said, you know, I just found out I'm giving this about an hour ago, so I have no slides. Here we go. And awesome. uh, Yeah. Did a great job. But I, I haven't seen any this year yet that are of the the goofy variety that we've had in past years of I mean, like the waffle talk or the machine learning on what makes a good burrito from last year. Uh, but I'm sure that's coming, we've still got two more days. You know. uh, I met someone, so just to give you a little preview, I met someone today who said they're, he's giving a lightning talk on uh, a transpiler he wrote. So you can code, uh, I forget which language. Maybe it was Python, it would make sense if it was Python without using the letter E oh jonathan yeah yeah
1: well thank goodness i'm finally someone got to that um (laughs) are any of you guys planning a a lightning talk they're packed they're full yeah
0: they're totally full so for the last two years i've got one that i i would love to have given Uh, but if you get to the board like five minutes after they put the sheets up it's all gone
1: oh wow so they they put the sheets up like at the beginning of the first day and then that's it for three days yes that's it for three days it really i think they're gonna to have to go to a day by day no they just thing. need more lightning talk time or more lightning talk time yeah it's I, yeah. I basically the whole conference at 2x <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the one i really want to give is uh hardware isn't scary talking about talking to hardware with python uh with the end result being you take one of those little ten dollar uh, drones that you can buy off amazon uh, hook it up with a joystick, like a flight simulator joystick, and use Python and Pygame to fly the drone hardware with the joystick. Yeah, let's... Uh... Nice. Hey, see Justin it. just showed up. You're going to sneak it up. Well. <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh,
1: you won't be able to hear Matt
0: unless we do something
1: clever. Yeah, I can hear you though. I can hear him though. I guess I can't say. I Matt can't. is saying that here,
0: hold on, let me give you a headphone. <laughs>
1: He could just tune into the live thing, on. Oh, that's true. On the Hangouts YouTube, with the, by the magic of the internet.
0: Can you hear him? Yep. Good. What's happening at Sci-Fi for you, Justin?
3: Um, I just saw a uh, a uh, very cool talk by um, uh, um, Virginia at um, Yep. i at Um, um, identifying, um, buildings and roads, and like, um, and like, um, satellite, um, imagery. And aerial as well, or just satellite? Uh, both, yeah. And so, like, um, there's, potentially some, like, um, um, applications to, like, um, uh, photographs uh, taken by uh, like um, the astronauts in space because like we know only approximately where they were when they took the photo but we don't know what the photo um, is like um, um, taking a picture of mm-hmm. or like uh, what the um, coordinates of the photo are but if you were able to identify roads, right, you could probably work, work backwards to find the uh, coordinates mm. of that uh, photograph.
0: That's pretty interesting. I wonder what's the degeneracy of street patterns across locations?
3: Yeah, so like I mean there's, there's a bunch of different things I can uh, think of, of why it probably wouldn't work very well, but it's kind of like the first thing I've seen that kind of like is like working in that general direction that seems like it like works well for some problems in space. So that was cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating how many problems there are with reconciling different geospatial data sets, you know, to, of things taken from different angles or rep- with different representations of the earth and people are just realizing that the easiest way to reconcile them is just with deep learning (laughs) rather than trying to like, you know, Mm -hmm. figure out how to line things up and use um, sort of first principles. You can actually just sort of let the machine figure it out. Like there's been some chat recently about making sort of landscape photographic style ground level views out of, uh out of satellite photographs and then people were speculating on swung about make finding outcrops that way you know cool. finding places where there's geological outcrops and i love that there's a there's a company here
0: called Descartes labs and uh i don't know if you guys have talked to them but i i've never heard of them but they're just basically doing analysis of, of satellite imagery boutique analysis on a per customer basis I assume, so they don't acquire the data, it's going it from Planet Labs or something, um, but they're they're doing things like predicting crop yields uh, for hedge funds and stuff. It's pretty cool, and that's, that's that would be a sweet gig, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think um, that'd be a pretty
0: interesting thing. I'm sure they buy some from Planet, but it's probably also some from some of the other commercial satellite providers, because I'm assuming they're doing some hyperspectral things that Planet Sleep doesn't do yet.
1: That's actually somebody I
0: haven't seen a lot here at the conference this year. Is folks from Planet? I'm sure there are a few floating around. It seems like last year there were quite quite a few.
1: Well, maybe they're like me and they just sort of yeah. got. I, I feel like I got this saturation point with SciPy, and it's like I can't I can't do this every year. It's <laughs> my, my, my life is already characterized by each day filling a sheet with lists of things to do, and managing to tick off three things from another list of things to do this sort of exponent but i mean sci is just off the scale it's like yes. 40 pages out of your notebook that yeah i mean it's crazy it's it's awesome but um yeah but i do kind of wish i was there what, what one of the things I, I did last time i was at sci was a buzzword bingo because there were so many amusing uh buzzwords around What 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 do you what keeps popping up over and over again this year is out of core a big thing, or is VAEX yeah. just one of them?
0: There's been there's been a lot of talk about parallelism, yeah. Distributed tasks. We were introduced to a new new to me library yesterday called Ray, mm-hmm. which is sort of compet. This guy claims it's not a competitor to Dask, but it seems it seems directly. I, I, maybe I just I don't, don't know enough, know. but it seems to the exact same thing
1: Yeah, it's Ray. You said yeah. Why? Mm-hmm
0: to get out of that notebook.
1: But there's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of
0: Bayesian talks this year, yeah, into Bayesian statistics, and there's even a tutorial that, I, that Andrew went to on Bayes. I did,
2: I did. The first half was really good. I think it was like the third or fourth time I tried to understand Bayesian statistics, and I think I'm almost there. Uh, the second half got awfully difficult because they were doing real world application analyses, and I always kind of peer off after
0: like the first two hours, but uh, <laughs> I, it was very informative and it was, it was enjoyable. The four hour tutorial format is, is, is pretty intense. Very intense. It's very, very condensed. And I, I actually found out, I was talking to uh, one of the instructors for that tutorial last night, Hugo from uh, Datacamp, who he also has a podcast that he does through Datacamp. Oh, really? Yeah, so there are several, uh, several podcasters floating around here. It's, nice. Uh, it's pretty fun. And, you know, we had, uh, for the first time ever, I think at SciPy, we had an actual swung meetup. Sort of, uh, <laughs> did so that was great. Graham put that together for us. And there was nice. even a, an artist there who sketched our dinner table. Oh, yeah, who, who did that sketch? Some rando off the street. Oh, seriously? Very nice. It was very nice of him, yeah. We were sitting in a corner of a restaurant and both of the walls that our backs were to were glass, looking right out onto 6th Street. And some artist was out there and just started sketching us and was showing us his progress through the window intermittently. And then at the end, came in and gave us the painting. He uh, gave us the sketch. It was really
1: nice. Yeah, neat. Yeah, it was really, uh, really great to see. Um, that's the first time. Yeah, I guess I feel like I, I, I think I met you, John, for the first time at SciPy, right? Yeah, um, right there, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time I met Leo Uyeda and mm-hmm. also um, Joe uh, Kington. Yeah. and possibly even, I think I've met Rowan, Rowan Cockett before, maybe. Anyway, it's it's, a, it's an awesome place to meet up, yeah.
0: Yeah, and last night we uh, bumped into some folks from one of the industry corporations out in the Denver area, so we were chatting with them
1: at dinner. There's a good geo presence here, it keeps getting larger and larger and larger. Okay, that's great to hear. Is there yeah. a, a separate geoscience track again this year? There is, and
0: it was standing slash sitting slash in the hallway room only this morning. Oh, wow. It was really packed.
1: Yeah. There, it, a lot of the sessions
0: have been slammed. I wonder if they need a bigger venue or well, just bigger rooms in this venue. So if you can believe this, Matt, the uh, the conference, I think last time you were here was three years ago, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably roughly six hundred people, five fifty. That's right. And, uh, it's over eight hundred this year.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I was talking to Jill from Inthought and she said that they underestimated, including them extrapolating the growth rate. They underestimated signups by quite a bit.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. And um, and it sounds like all the buzz is still there. Are there sprints again this weekend? Yep. Yeah. Is there, is, are you guys planning anything geo-wise for the weekend? I'm
0: going to be here for the weekend. I have not decided what I'm going to sprint on. So uh, it, are you going to be around this weekend? I'll be around. I don't know what sprints. I don't know what that means really, but uh, I'm excited. It's uh, um, They have a bunch of rooms open. Everybody can sit around. They provide lots of caffeine and lots of Swedish fish and gummy bears and jelly beans. And it's two-based code. Uh, In thought, buys everybody pizza and bowling. Awesome. Um, I think the end of the first night. Yeah, it's it's great fun. Awesome. awesome. And that's yeah, did you, really, you?
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did a kind of geophysics sprintlet.
0: Yeah, we, we tried one one year. There was just a few of us. Yeah. Uh, and I think we were working on it was your logging strip log.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's you know, it it lasted. And then the following year, um a few of us worked on Bruges and we basically rebuilt Bruges. And yeah, it was and that was just for the Saturday, I think, both times we just did the Saturday. Have you ever done a MetPy sprint there? We did a MetPy sprint
0: last year. Okay. Uh, we had a pretty large gathering of the people that directly used MetPi last year. Uh, unfortunately, due to conference timing, a bunch of them are not here this year. They just got back from Japan from a lightning conference. So I don't know if we have a critical mass to do a MetLife this year.
1: I assume a lightning conference is not like a one-hour conference.
0: Right. It's a, it's a normal conference, just at three times speed. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, so we'll. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what we can cook up this weekend in terms of... Uh, Sprinting, But there's still a lot of conference to go before that. We're all going to be pretty tired. I was just pulling up the uh, schedule for this afternoon. Matt, I'll give you a a breakdown of some of the talks that are going on. Uh, Performing dimension reduction at scale with applications to public sentiment models. That's cool. Oh, Matt's favorite, reproducibility and software sustainability. Jupyter Notebook-driven development with Python Interactive.
1: There, there's still a lot of notebook stuff going on because the Jupiter guys are always there in force. I assume it's still a big thing. Oh yeah, lots of lots of notebooks, lots of assignments, Jupiter Lab. Um, Jupiter Hub
0: two,
3: is mean, like um, uh, like I, that was like a um, demo like um with like a, it's, it's, Uber
1: uh, computers data a couple of times as well, just kind of mm. see. Yeah, that, that is cool. Do you, ha, has the has uh, the balance kind of flipped over to Jupyter Lab yet, or are pe- most people just sort of anecdotally, are most people still in Jupyter Notebook?
0: I don't have a great feel for that. I, this is an atypical audience, of course. So I would say that a lot of people here are running Jupyter Lab. I think in the out-in-the-wild users that are still most people using notebooks. Um, there are a few things that Jupyter Lab does not do or does differently that have caused some problems where we're actually still teaching with notebooks at work as well. And we taught a tutorial here this year, but it was not using Jupyter notebooks at all. We taught a tutorial on setting up your own open source projects, so how to use GitHub and then set up Travis CI and write tests and how to automate documentation building and automate flake checks on your code base. Uh, So that was all just writing some scripts and connecting up online services. What could go wrong? But we we were able to get about 40 people running Travis CI on their repos by the end of the tutorial.
1: Wow, that's one that you led this year, you said? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I
0: right in May. You know, I saw... uh, have you played with Cookie Cutter? I have not played with Cookie Cutter. It looks really cool. Yeah. Have you seen this, Matt? No. It's a. It's just a, a little tiny library that sets up a, just basically like a project tree for you. It includes configuration and things. It's customizable. So if you're doing a lot of the same structured projects at work, you can configure it so you just instant. You, you just use Cookie Cutter to build a new project for you, and everything's laid out the way you want, and you can just start working
1: yeah that's cool yeah i I could really use a proper workflow around that <laughs> much more that path but much more kind of how did I do this before which project shall i shall I copy the pattern yep. from and then I end up with a patchwork quilt every time? well, not a patchwork quilt more like a pile of broken bricks <laughs> <laughs> still you know uh you live and learn right yeah, it's something we're, we're struggling with as well, of having multiple repos,
0: and you know, yeah. every time that there's something that we need to change in a configuration file, we have to go change it in all of them, so we're trying to figure out some way to more centralize that. But Cookie Cutter certainly makes it easy for a scientist that's got a small library of stuff they use, or I think one of the examples cited during the talk yesterday was if you have a postdoc that's leaving and they have all this code, this is a good way for them to help wrap it up and hand it over. Uh,
1: yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and there's also again,
0: that textbook lightning mean, talked yesterday that was really. Oh cool. yeah, so taking a bunch of Jupyter notebooks and being able to compile them down to a textbook with this tool.
1: Okay, what what's that tool called?
0: I don't remember what the name of it was. Uh, you, uh, Textbooks with Jupyter is what he. I don't remember what the name of the tool was. Okay, I'll check that Textbooks out. Textbooks with Jupyter, you can find it.
1: Yeah, we're trying to do something similar to that right now. <laughs> and it's you know i i I do like this sort of computable document aspect of notebooks like that they're in other words that they're not just documents that contain computation but that you can then post process them and do things with them either with Jupyter's tools or just by processing them yourself because it's just json inside and yeah, we've been the the tutorials that we do in the leading edge, and now as Graham's just been through this uh, process, they're, we're trying to do them so that they're just a notebook, and then we can post-process it to turn it into the manuscript in a Word document, which is what <laughs> bizarrely the uh, <laughs> what what the the uh, publication actually wants. Um, but that process is becoming a bit smoother every time we go through it, and it's pretty powerful, I think. You know
0: what
1: we need to write. Hey. So you know what we need to write
0: is a is a, a collaboration widget for the Jupyter kernel, because the thing that I found most um, the least seamless when we we're going through that process uh, of really drafting out a manuscript inside of a notebook is the lack of um, basically like highlighting like editorial syntax.
1: Totally. Yeah. It's brutal. It's kind
0: of ironic for a version control system. You know, because we're doing this through GitHub. It's kind of ironic that the, the version control system is not the best thing for doing version control compared to Google Docs or something. Also well, did you use like MD dime to compare versions
1: or no but that's uh, the uh, thing to do I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't been doing that. And then there's Colab or whatever it's called now. Which Yeah, that that's probably also well that's another way we could we could go it's tricky, right? Because a lot of the authors would like, they start the conversation with which LaTeX template shall I use? (laughs) So it's like, I sort of try and be a little bit sensitive to the fact that people already have workflows that they're comfortable in. And writing everything in a Jupyter Notebook might not be a great experience for them.
0: What's the name of the tool you mentioned? Uh, NB Yeah, Correct. it's a diff tool for notebooks. It's pretty. It's like, oh, I've tried it. One more thing on the list.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right,
0: boys, we're coming up on our hour, and I got to eat before uh, they run out of food.
1: All right, well, yeah, right.
0: Uh, this was great. and trying to get all of the uh, all of the setup for this was a little tricky, but I think <laughs> we pulled it off. Hopefully, the audio is not terrible. But this is a uh, certainly a strange episode for us. Thanks for joining That's us so on so Don't Geocast. And thanks for joining us on Understandable Radio. We're out.